Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Massive Attack podcast. I am Joe and with me as always is Mitch. Hello. And we are continuing our A to Z. Yep. And we're up to L. L for elevator. No, I thought we were doing a little pasta company called Legos. Oh, I like Legos. Yeah. I'm a Domio man myself, but Legos is okay. But Domio, we would have had to do Dundee. Uh, d- we would <laughs> not- <laughs> Bill Dundee, <laughs> no. the wrestler. Dundee, the, the town in Scotland. Oh. No, today we are looking at L and we are looking at... Lego. Lego. If you Australia or wrong. Yes, we're looking at Lego. Yes. Not Legos or Legos. It's what is the plural of Lego? Lego. That's what plural. I thought. Yes. No, yeah. there's no... From the Danishes themselves, not the Danishes of pastry, but the <laughs> Danish people, Lego is plural, Lego is singular. There is no such thing as Legos or Lego. It's wrong. Yep. Just, just wrong. Wrong. All right. Well, we are looking at Lego. So, both of us are big fans of Lego. Who isn't? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can think of anyone that doesn't like Lego. And I don't think I know anyone that never had Lego when they were a kid. Well, of our age anyway. Yeah, like probably. My dad probably did. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. No? No, I don't think my dad did. All right. Maybe not. Mm. So. But he is 70. <laughs> They've been around that long. Technically. Yes. Technically. Well, tell me about it, Joe. Right, well. I want to know about the history <laughs> of these connecting bricks. All right. So, most people would know that Lego is a plastic brick system that interlocks, but Lego the company was founded in 1932 in Billund, I think it is. Billund. Not Billund, no. Billund, Denmark, by a dude called Ole Kirk Christensen. Yep. And it was a family business that was originally making wooden toys, and then they kind of evolved into making wooden blocks and construction and stuff. Yes, there is a... uh, We did a bit of research by watching YouTube last week. Yes. And there's a Pixar light version of the the story of Lego. Yeah. So it was made in uh, 2012, and it's about a 15, 18 minute animation. Shows a history. And and you've got this guy, he's shit out of luck. Well, he's obviously made a company worth a lot of money, but... His first company went out of business or was running... He had to send everyone home, so he started running it himself. Like, well, yeah, he, was, he started making toys himself, like ducks. He like was originally wooden making wooden furniture, I think, mm. and went out of the Great Depression came along. Stuffed him up. Yep. So he started making some ducks and some other little animals, and they were fine. So he was selling them around, and basically there wasn't a huge demand for it. People sort of wanted it, but people didn't have money to spend, so they'd give it to him in trade. So he'd give it to the local store, and they'd give him food. So, yeah. He was sort of bartering his way around and surviving on doing this, but we've got to do more. And he had a couple of kids. Yep. And I don't know which one of his kids he sort of got at the age of 15 or 16 or something to sort of help out and start building. And from there it grew. It's like, we can do more. We can sell more. We can, let's automate and all this sort of stuff. Now, if you go back to our episode of our 12 Days of Christmas Carols, yeah. and we did the American Christmas Carol, it's it's like if they went the version of the Henry Winkler character saying, we need to automate. And the guy said, no, we can't. I don't do that sort of shit. This is that. And they did automate. They yep. got better and they grew and grew over the years making more and more toys like trucks and buses and ducks and all this sort of stuff and they sort of got the distribution and then the fucker burnt down <laughs> yeah the factory caught on fire and I think that was probably in the 40s I think they said but they had already had a fire early on in the 30s as well so it was kind of like it's un- unlucky yeah, bastard it's like going back to Christmas again that episode of the Simpsons where he rubs the tree and it catches fire and Homer says why does everything I love catch fire but yeah similar sort of thing for the old Christian so yeah but it, basically the sun I think it's the main reason it kept going. Like, yeah. it, it, it would become what it is today because they started making blocks. 
Well, it was 1947 when plastic came to Denmark, which is what it says on the wiki, but I'm sure there was plastic things in Denmark before that. But after World War II and trade embargoes and stuff like that, plastics became readily available. And Mr. Lego was at a trade show and there was someone showing off a plastic injection mold Mm -hmm. that was making plastic bricks similar to what Lego bricks are prior to Lego making them. Yep. And he decided that he would buy them. they were giving them. away samples. They were. And he took one of their samples and he rang his dad and said, this is a really good machine. I think we should invest in it. And he goes, that's a lot of money. It's like, I think we could do something here. They blatantly uh, stole the brick. They did. <laughs> it, it was really weird seeing that they truly ripped off someone else's idea. But back in those days, patents sort of worked for one country, but then you could do it somewhere else in a different country. So when they originally did start making these Lego bricks... They were only really distributing them in Europe. And eventually people were realising that they didn't really like plastic bricks as a toy. So sales of wooden bricks and other things were being more popular, I guess. And then in 1955, they brought in the Lego system, as they call it, which is where they actually, instead of just giving you a box of random bricks they actually went here's a plan you can make a town you can build like a shell station or, or what have you and and cars and stuff but i don't think they even had wheels in those days either they were just no 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 because there was a train this was a photo of the train and it was literally yeah. bricks making up that the, yeah. the train didn't move it was just a station with a train in it yeah but and also with these bricks early on they were they showed it in the little video they had where a guy's built one of the grandsons or something he's built a rocket ship and he goes this is great and he moved it and it fell over and yeah. it's like oh they fall apart too easy well because they originally they were just a hollow brick with no bottom and then it was in 1958 that they decided that they should put like the little tubes that are inside lego bricks today they were introduced which helped the bricks lock together better and the rest, the they say, is history. The term is the clutch power of the brick. Now, which... technically, any brick from that era should work with the brick that you buy today. Yeah. They all should work together. I guess so. Well, I don't know if about 1958, but we have some probably late 70s bricks floating around our house, and they definitely still work with the bricks yeah. of today. And there is something about the quality of Lego bricks. Like, there, it's a very special kind of plastic. Like, uh, yes. I don't... Uh, I don't know what it is, but it just seems to be rigid and strong and well, it doesn't say, deteriorate, doesn't wear, it doesn't sit. I'm sure it will, but... You do find that occasionally the little bits inside snap, mainly on the smaller bricks rather than the bigger bricks, I've noticed, mm-hmm. through my history of Lego. But I read something on the internet today when I was doing some research that a Lego brick can withstand 950 pounds of pressure without breaking. Well, so that's why it hurts when you stand on it. That's something I did see that was really cool. Now, we have, have we said in the past, we're, we're wrestling fans. And we've seen plenty of matches where there's like barbed wire matches on boards and people being body slammed under barbed wire and glass and, and thumbtacks. And the coolest thing I saw recently was someone pulled out a bag of Lego and body slammed someone on a Lego. I was like, that is just brutal. Because <laughs> like, we all know standing on a little piece of Lego in the middle of the night is one of the worst things you can do. Definitely. Mm. Now, we've probably got a little bit of a head of ourselves here because we didn't actually mention that Lego is derived from the Danish word legot, which is to play. Play well. Play well. And it Apparently, is also... also it's Latin for combination or something, isn't it? I connect, I think it is, or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's also Italian for I build or something like that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. But yeah, it was more the Latin and the 
the play Danish well. one that they they mention quite a bit. But so anyway, so they brought this system in, and as the fifties grew into the sixties, they started to get a bit more popular, and they stopped making all their wooden toys, and they concentrated their whole manufacturing on these plastic bricks. And then by the seventies, Lego was just huge. <laughs> They'd already done a licensing deal with the shell company to make, you know, replicas of little shell stations, you know, service stations. They'd, you know, evolved into having rubber tires. Uh, I was watching a lot of clips on YouTube last week and there was the original figure, minifig, was faceless, armless. It was just it was a molded arm, yep. like a shoulder that went into nothing. Uh, that well, was a figure. Well, I'm a little bit older than you, and I actually do remember playing with those when I was a kid. Okay, I didn't have them. I think maybe my older brother might have had them, and it was kind of like, you, you can play with them a little bit if you like, sort of thing. But yeah. I, I do remember having the, the ones where they didn't have movable legs. They were just like a little triangle for legs, a body with molded arms, and a, a yellow head with no face. Yep. I, I can remember playing with them, and I also had like a horse that went with them as well. I can remember playing with a lot when I was a kid. But then it was 1978 when they actually introduced the minifig as we know now, and apparently since then they've made four billion lego minifigs that's a lot yeah. yeah and they've evolved into having like extra facial features rather than just and being the not just yellow and, yeah they've got skin colors now so they, they do but mm. and, and i mean it's a very common fact you talk to people about lego and the little bit of fact they bring out themselves is you know they're the biggest time manufacturer in the world yeah bigger than any you know goodyear or dunlop or anyone like that mm-hmm. but it it turned into a massive worldwide phenomenon, Lego. And I, I know growing up in the 80s, I had just mountains of Lego. I, I can remember having just, obviously, the hang-me-down from my brothers and sisters, the just box of pieces that I would make things out of. Yep. But by the time I was a kid, we had Lego City and Lego Space and, you know, actual proper, like, kits where you could make your police car or your rocket or... Well, that's all I remember were kits, so I don't remember anything before that. Mm. And Lego Space was my jam. I mean, I'm, I'm, it was four when Star Wars came out, so it was space all the way. I didn't care about anything else. My first ever Lego kit was a little policeman on a motorcycle. And I'm embarrassed, not embarrassed, but you look at the motorcycles you get nowadays because they mold all the parts to look like bits and pieces, handlebars and all that. Back then, no, it was just the bricks. You yep, made a bike, exactly. motorbike out of bricks. Yep. And it was the coolest thing ever, don't get me wrong. But nowadays, it's sort of like, ooh. Well, they did have a little bit of a decline heading into the late 90s, where I think a lot of kids were more computer interested games. in yeah, computer games and other stuff rather than actually playing and having a bit of an imagination. And for the first time in many decades, they actually posted a loss. But it was the license stuff that kind of helped the turnaround. Mm-hmm. So they, they brought the Star Wars license yep. and they made Star Wars license minifigs, which came in in 1999. Yep. And then they kind of branched out and had Harry Potter. They had uh, Winnie the Pooh Duplo for the younger kids. And then, you know, a bunch of licensed stuff, Indiana Jones, you name it, they've got yep. pretty much anything now, Lego. And after a few years of making a loss, they then cut production on a lot of things. They outsourced to Mexico rather than having it in Denmark, sacked a bunch of stuff, though, unfortunately. But then by 2009, they'd actually made a massive turnaround and they were making like $99 million profit. Well, they also diversified into other things. <laughs> Like computer games, now whether how much they make on that or just putting their name to it or whatever, but Star Wars, Lego, I think was the first. They There is a YouTube clip out there with all the different Lego games out there, that are out there. There was a lot of PC-type games before the days of console gaming. SimCity sort of games yeah. where, you know, you build worlds, Lego Creator and things like that, which obviously weren't massive, but the Lego Star Wars game 
I remember when that came out, that was a big deal. Oh, definitely. And I had that on my original Xbox, and then I've bought it again on my Xbox 360 when they released the I Ultimate Edition. DS. I played it on had, the DS, yeah. yeah. I've now got it on the iPad, so my kids can play it on the iPad where we're out and about. Mm. And it, it is just a fun game. I've got Lego Rock Band. Yeah. So they sort of put themselves out there. They are everywhere now. And I know I've got friends who are, they're called AFOLs, A-F-O-W. Yeah. And it's an adult fan of Lego. Which is the stupidest name. But anyway. But yeah, so they are like exactly what it sounds like. Adult fans of Lego and they yep. go and build stuff. And- well, that's the thing though. It's turned it around from being purely a kid's thing. And I think the fact that they've brought in this licensed stuff means more adults were getting interested in collecting Lego rather than just playing with Lego. Yep. But then the AFOLs kind of got on board and they kind of realised that it wasn't just for making kids' toys. You could, you know, create anything with Lego. And, yeah, these adult fans were making giant statues and really elaborate sort of builds. And, yeah, it was part of the reason why they started to get a bit of a turnaround. Yeah, it's just massive. Like, I'm looking in my room now. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten... 10 unmade Lego kits Yeah, because I have a three-year-old kid and it's just like, I can't put them out there because I get destroyed and I've got nowhere to display them. And that's the difference with Lego as a kid was I had my tub of Lego, which I would go and build random stuff out of. Now I've got Marvel superheroes, DC superheroes, Batman movie, all with very specific things that I bought for a reason that I want to build them and they stay built in that configuration. And and I think that's the trouble I have with my kids because my boys are obviously a little bit older than yours as well. And I went through a big stage where they would get big sets for Christmas and my whole Christmas morning would be, you know, four hours building Lego Fire Station with them and something like that. And I would spend most of my weekends rebuilding the stuff that they'd broken. And then eventually my wife sort of said to me, they're kids, they're going to want to do other things than just keep it as it is. And once I kind of got that in my head and I just realised that, yeah, I don't need to keep rebuilding them. They can smash them up and build them into what they want to build them. Mm. It's turned out really well. So we now have massive plastic tubs of all the Lego spares box, we call them. And my kids have got a cupboard in their bedroom and there is four shelves filled with Lego. And of that, probably only two of those shelves are things that are made as they're meant to be made. And the rest of them is just creations that they've made themselves and my older boy is completely sports obsessed so he has collected all his minifigs that are all the same color and turned them into say one cricket team is, is, is like all the ones nice. in the white shirts and he's got all the the ones that are the the convicts with the stripes or another team and he will make a little lego cricket pitch using antennas for stumps and you know a little red one piece thing for the the ball and and he has little games of of cricket with his lego that's exactly what it's about not me collecting these collectibles and putting them together and not touching them again they're meant to be bricks and they're meant to use the imagination yeah and they're meant to have fun with it and i know i still get down on the floor and play with them and i'm probably very guilty of kind of encouraging them to build now rather than to just play with the sets where we'll watch something on tv like my younger boy got into battle bots for a little while and then he decided that he was going to make a replica battle bot out of lego so we had a bit of a building competition where we all made like little battle bots and we played battle bots with our lego but it, it is just one of those things where the possibilities are endless oh don't they say out of this how many combinations with six blocks they say for six eight stud blocks so i think they're the four by two yep. eight stud blocks there they're saying 915 million 
possibilities or combinations that you can do. Which is crazy. Yeah. I don't see it. I, I can't see how someone sat but there I and saw counted it like them all. three different times. I saw that fact. So it must be true. Oh, it's true. And they even mentioned that in the Clutch Powers movie as well. It's like one of the, the riddles that he gives them. Well, that's another thing that Lego's gone into is films. Exactly. So there's TV shows. Yes. Now, there was the games themselves, which almost were mini-movies, where if you took all the cutscenes together, you could turn that into a film, which yep. I think they even released as... I, I think they did. And most of the movies were... Sorry, most of the video games were originally done by Traveller's Tales, which is the company that did them. And they were very good at doing the animations. The, the early Lego games, they move like Lego figures. There's no extra bending or anything like that. But as they've gone on, they've kind of become more just animated rather than looking like Lego. Yep. But then, yeah, the TV side of things... They've so had... they brought in a show called Bionicle based yep. on a... What would you call Bionicle? It was sort of like, not Technic, but they're not normal Lego pieces. They're a bit more wiry and long, but they were sort of aliens and robotsy sort of things. So they got a, a movie, I think, first. And then you've got a couple of TV shows. Yeah. You've got the Star Wars tie-in TV shows. Oh, and there's tons of those, because there was the original Lego Star Wars, then there was the Yoda Chronicles, and then the, after that, the second series was the new Yoda Chronicles. There's Lego Droids, which I think I've mentioned on the show a couple of times, because that is actually got a, a lot of adult nods to it, where they kind of take the piss out of the fact that the movies weren't very good. Yep. And then they did the Lego Makers, I think it is, or something like that, Maker Adventures or something, which they've created. Free Makers. Free Makers, that's yep. the one. So they've created new Star Wars characters that are purely in Lego that have their own little side story that's kind of intertwined with the real Star Wars stories. Yep. And the first time I saw that, I didn't really like it. But once I've actually sat down and watched the whole series, I kind of got into it. Mm. That's really good. But yeah. So there's Ninjago, which is their own creation. Yeah. Which is ninjas and technology and mysticism or something. Mm. And Chimera, which is... They've sort of... They learnt... Yeah. Obviously, it costs them money to license out. So they're not not making 100% money on Star Wars. They're not making on Lord of the Rings or any of these sort of things. But they learnt to make their own. So they did Chimera. They did ne- and Nexo Knights is the other one currently. Yep. Ninjago. So I don't know how popular they are. I mean, personally, I don't look for it. I, I look at the kits as I go past them going, yeah, it's a nice looking kit. What's Star Wars got? Or what's DC superheroes I've, got? I've never really got into the Chimera. And my kids, I think I've only got a couple of things for them. But they kind of like Nexo Knights. And I think Nexo Knights was popular enough to get a second season yep. on Cartoon Network so it, it's obviously doing something right yeah and something else they did a couple of years ago was they obviously looked at the demographics who's buying Lego and found a majority of the was boys yep. so they go we need Lego for girls now a lot of people kicked up a stink saying there is Lego for girls it's called Lego well, which is true I, I would have said the same thing I don't know I'd, I wouldn't have seen the point for, for girls for Lego it all came about because there was actually a young girl who I think was from the States that actually wrote a letter to Lego saying she didn't think it was fair that Lego was too boy orientated because mm-hmm. she she basically said that most of the minifigures that you could buy were all boys doing cool jobs like being firemen and policemen and that sort of stuff and all the women were kind of the stay at home sit on the beach not really having a job or anything like that and just the disparity between having say probably three quarters of the figures were boys and the girls pretty much weren't anything special and then Lego sort of came back and released a series of scientific adventures or something like that and they had these female scientists and and that sort of stuff but I don't think that was quite enough at that stage and then they brought out Lego Friends yep which is the same blocks but just in pinks and mint greens and things like that but the figures are very different they're yeah, very they different shape longer legs and stuff yeah and I thought this is a bit shit hmm. like I said there's already Lego but apparently 
booming success for yeah. them. So they were on the money with this one. Obviously, there was an opportunity and girls were looking for Lego for themselves. Mm. I, I know a lot of my friends who were AFOLs. They yeah. were happy because they got bricks in other colours. Yeah. They didn't have pinks and they didn't have mint greens and stuff like that. So they were wrapped. But yeah, there obviously was a market that they tapped into and like Lego keep doing at the moment, just kicking goals, tapped into something that grew. Because they've got elves now, so they've got their own yeah. spin-offs of the main thing like in the same way Chimera and Nexo and- Nice. They've got elves, which is in the Lego Friends range, but specific to a mystical sort of and then i think they've got the lego friends dc hero heroines or whatever they're called but yep they've got you know supergirl and wonder woman and all that yeah Yeah. which i have looked at don't get me wrong i I actually for um for mother's day i bought some for my wife she's got the wonder (laughs) woman kit so yes Hmm. but i think even back in the 70s that they knew that they had a market for girls because they made a lego make yourself jewelry sort of kit that was around in the early 70s okay but I don't think that was very popular and didn't stay around very long. Hmm. But now, as I said, it's like I can't remember a time where when I was a kid I didn't have Lego. And it was probably my kids were probably around sort of two sort of age when they first got their first sort of Duplo sets. Yep. And then by the time they were like four, they probably started onto the, the real Lego. When did you start on your Lego Technic? Did you do that? I, I was never a fan you of never Technic. Got a Technic. No. Well, Technic was, oh, I think, late 70s, early 80s, they introduced Technic, which was the, the more advanced Lego with moving parts and more realistic sort of versions of vehicles and things like that, and a lot more mature. Yeah, see, I had Meccano when I was a kid, so uh, I think that was kind of... You're so English. Well, I am. I, I think that was covering my mm. sort of area that Technic would have covered. But for me, it was all about Lego City and the minifigs. Okay. And again, the space. I can definitely remember having that big rectangular or square board with the moon. With the craters. The craters and yes, stuff. Yeah. they were the best. I had a few of those. Yep. And just stuff you could do with it. It was just amazing. Yep. And I think, obviously, it, I mean, if you didn't know when you listened to this, I'm surprised, but there is a Lego movie. Yes. called The Lego Movie. Well, even before on- they did that, we, we talked Clutch Powers before. So oh, yes. In, I think it was probably about 2008, it would have been, they released their first feature film, mm-hmm. which was Clutch Powers, or actually Lego, The Adventures of Clutch Powers, I think the full name is. Yep. And it's about a Lego builder and a group of sort of ragtag people that get thrown together to stop an escaped criminal from taking over the world. Yep. And all of the characters in it have kind of pun names that mean something to Lego. So Clutch Powers is the grip strength of the bricks. There's another guy called Peg Mooring, or a girl called Peg Mooring, and apparently that's what the, the bits inside the Lego bricks are called. Uh, there's another guy who's actually arty foal so a foal for the adult fans of lego and it's actually quite a good cartoon like i I can remember watching it initially with my kids but it's one of those things where i've been watching it with the kids and the kids have left the room but i haven't bothered turning it off and i will sit there and watch the whole and that that was a straight to dvd sort of release originally yep and then from that we've got a couple of dc DVDs. Yeah, Batman out. ones. Batman and Justice League sort of ones have come out as straight to DVD. But a couple of years back, which I thought, this is a silly idea, they had a motion picture yep. called The Lego Movie. It's like, what is this going to be about? And I actually didn't go to the cinemas to watch it because I didn't really. And whatever happened, I, ne- I never got there. Yeah, neither did I. Oh, that's right. My son was born <laughs> literally around that time. That's why. But yes, I have since seen it, obviously, because. Many times. 
I needed to. And fuck, it's good. It I is. I love it. Yeah. It's just so much fun. And the, the great thing about the Lego movie is, as I said before, they kind of got off the tracks with the cutscenes in the video games mm. and they made it out to be a little bit too animated. Yeah. The Lego movie is computer done. But it but looks like a stop motion. It, yeah, it looks like it could be stop motion. And every single scene in the movie, backgrounds, flooring, everything is Lego bricks. Yeah. And yeah, it looks so good. It's amazing. It's so well written. Characterizations are great. And they have every license in there. You've yeah. got Star Wars with Batman, and it's just amazing what they've got in there. And it's a great version of Batman as well, which takes us on to the latest film, which is the Lego Batman movie. Which I was a little bit disappointed with. I still haven't with. seen it. Why? Because I've got a son. Yes. <laughs> young, young children. Yeah, you said you saw it the other day. Yeah, I watched it this weekend leading up to recording this just so I could you know, have a little bit of a, a reference point to it, I guess. But I think they were trying a bit too hard. I'm looking forward to it. The, see, the joy of the Batman character in the Lego movie is he's totally unexpected. He's just a complete asshole, really. Yep. But then they've given him his whole movie and you can't have a movie with the main character being an asshole. Well, I guess you can. You but can. Not when it's designed to be a kid's film, really. Yeah. There, there was a few chuckles for me in it. I didn't get any huge laughs like I did from the Lego movie itself. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. You'd probably get more out of it being a massive DC <laughs> fan. <laughs> fan. <Bad. laughs> And more of a Batman fan. Yeah. But to me, it was, yeah, missed on a few marks, I think. Yeah. Okay. Now, who... No, I may be wrong. I'm just asking. Who's got the most, like, real person who has the most characters based on them in Lego? Which actor? Oh, that's a tough one. Mm. Instantly, I thought Harrison Ford, but I'm probably wrong. Well, there's two for him. Yeah. I know someone with one more. Okay. Chris Pratt. Okay. He's Star-Lord. Yep. The Jurassic World. Yeah. And the Lego movie. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So well, there you go. Speaking of Chris Pratt, I've actually got the Lego Jurassic Park game mm. that I bought last year when it was on sale, and I've probably only played a couple of levels on it. But that's probably a good segue into Lego video games again. We mentioned how many of them there were, but the Lego video games on the Xbox are one of those things where it's just fun to chuck it in and play a few levels. Mm -hmm. But for me, they have become an absolute obsession. And I think it was... I can't remember if it was Lego Star Wars or Lego Batman that was my first ever thousand achievement point game on my Xbox. But I now have probably at least five of the Lego games where I've completed them 100%, all of the achievements, all of the collectibles to an obsessive point where I will just play and play and play and just to try and get that one last are achievement. Are they assholes about getting those thousands or are they all pretty good about it? Or are there some achievements that are just so stupid that it's like, really, you went there? Most of them are really good. I think Star Wars was the one... Actually, I've only got... I've got like 980 in Star Wars because there's one that's complete all of the the missions because they do the missions the way it works with the the lego games is you you play it on story mode where you have to be the characters that it tells you to be and you're kind of reenacting scenes from the movie and then once you've passed it on on story you get to do it on free play which is where you go back and play it again with any of the characters that you've unlocked and there'll be areas where say you need you know someone that can double jump so you can get to higher places or you need a smaller character so you can get into like cupboards and stuff yep. and you then collect things as you go and then once you've done everything on free play there's a kind of like a, a, a speed run sort of mode where they do all of the game uh, all of the game levels with no cutscenes, and you have to play it through in a certain amount of time and that's the only achievement i haven't got because i haven't been able to do that see i'm very much a storyline driven guy yeah. I'll get through a game once, I've seen the end, that's it, I'm done with that game. There is no going back a second time and playing it again. 
It just, yeah, I just, because I've got so many games unplayed that it's like, I, I don't need to go back. i got to play something else. Give me something new. I can't do it. So I, I'm uh, full respect for you for doing that. But yeah, I, I'd be moving on to something else. Hmm. And, and they did kind of evolve from the original games as well. Because Star Wars, you're in Mos Eisley Cantina and there is all doors along one wall and it going through those doors starts a level. Yep. Whereas they moved on from that with the later games and I noticed it especially in Lego Lord of the Rings where you have to walk around Mordor and there will be certain points in the map where the you know, latest level will trigger. And I found playing that with the kids became a bit tedious because all they wanted to do was just walk around. They never wanted to play a level. They were quite happy just to walk around. Yep. And now that we've got the Lego Marvel, the first Lego Marvel, I think there's been two of those now, but in the first one of that, you just wander around New York City and there is little things you can do, but we've actually done them all. So now they just run around Lego New York City and just smash things and collect the, the gold. And they don't really want to play levels. They're well, just happy to just run around. And that's what I, I don't get myself, but obviously game designers did. Yeah. Because I, I talked about Disney Affinity a few years back when we bought it for our nephews. Yeah. My nephews. And there's a creator bit in there where you can go and create. And they just fucked each other over with it. <laughs> so you literally could take the floor away. So some, one guy's watching his brother walk across this bit of the map and he just got the creator mode out and just took the world away and he fell to his death and pissed himself laughing. And the other guy, I was getting angry on behalf of the guy that disappeared. He just laughed and came up with his own way of fucking with his brother. And it's like, and they had a ball and they were like not playing the game right and it pissed me off. It's like, that's not how the game is meant to work. But they were having a bowl. And I was like, okay, so maybe it's not for me. I like my rules. Give me my Lego set and I'll build it and it stays built and that's it. You know, where, no. And turns out these boys love their Minecraft. Yeah. And they go in there and they'll do that. They'll watch YouTube clips on Minecraft. They'll go in, they'll build, they'll this or that. And it's like, I don't get it. You play Minecraft? I don't. But Lego, I assume... Without Lego, there'd be no Minecraft. No, definitely. Because Minecraft is like the computer game version of Lego. And ironically, now that they have kind of melded the two worlds together, you can buy Lego Minecraft sets. And now they've brought out Lego Worlds, which is kind of their answer to Minecraft. Whereas you are a little minifig that walks around and you collect things. And after you've collected them, you can then build that particular thing that you've created. And I've played probably about the first hour and a half of lego worlds yep and thankfully i got it cheap it was only 49 dollars when i bought it for a new release game on xbox one's pretty good but i I don't know if that has enough story to to keep me coming back but that being said i i still find myself getting dragged back to minecraft so yeah i I don't know well i've got still in packet is the lego dimensions game which was skylanders was the first to bring in the peripheral where you put figures on a home station and play different figures in a game and then they brought out disney affinity which i bought those i love the figures the game itself was a bit limited but the figures are really nice and then lego jumped in on this now the thing with disney affinity was great it's like you could have captain jack sparrow punch on with you know mr incredible with the hulkbuster iron man you know it was kind of quirky in that way but the games themselves were a little bit limited and how can the Hulk punch on with the girl from Frozen and yeah. they just get up you know it's, it's, it sort of just didn't work as a world but it was kind of fun whereas Lego go yeah we're, we're gonna have one too Lego Dimensions it's got a little Stargate portal thing and you build fit things in Lego and they've got all the fucking licenses so yeah, you've got exactly. Gremlins you've got Ghostbusters you've got Superman you've got Back to the Future it's just like what the and they seem to still be going I think they're on to phase two or what they're calling it now 
Yeah. But again, I haven't played it, so I don't know if it's any good, but there's Doctor Who. There's a little Doctor Who TARDIS and a figure. It's like, it's a really nice figure. And I've got like four kits and the unthink, all unplayed. I, I think the problem with Lego Dimensions was that people probably wanted to be able to just build their own stuff and put that in the game, but it is purely you have to buy the sets that they tell you so you can then play that in the game. But I just haven't had the time. To, I haven't made the time to go and play it. And it's something I sort of want to play with my wife or my kids when they get older and they yep. won't be into it by the time it's that age. But my wife's not a gamer at all. And I thought, this is something we can play together. And maybe it's probably a one-person game for all I know. But it's just I've never gone to the yep. effort to make it. And it's like, okay. I'm sitting on this thing. I really should. Some of the technology that LEGO have brought out, though, has been pretty amazing. They brought Mind out... It's a robot. It's programmable. Uh, yeah. looks like an iPad, but it's not. Or an iPod, the original iPod. Okay. But it's, it's... And my nephew's a massive LEGO head, and he actually goes to a class, and that's where they learn to program. Okay. And it's just basic programming, but it's... You can use it to program functions into this console box, and it moves, and you can do it. And, yeah, that's it's... pretty amazing. It's... 400 bucks yeah but it's been around for years and it's still okay. worth that sort of money but yeah that's Mindstorms one toy of the year I think it won you no, I wasn't aware of that yeah. one but I was going to mention they brought out an app quite a few years ago called Life with George I think it was called a Life of George mm-hmm. where you use the camera on your iPad or iPhone and you have like a little interactive mat and a, a selection of bricks and you kind of look at the picture that's on the screen and then you have to build the bricks to match that. And then you take a photo with it with the app and it's kind of like augmented reality. It sort of came to life. I do know years ago now, I think they did a deal with Spielberg and Spider-Man and they did a home studio yep. where it was a digital camera and Spider-Man figures and you could animate in a, in a studio sort of thing. And that did win Toy of the Year, but that mm. didn't last very long. Well, they now have Lego Movie Maker, which is an app you can get on... Which you use oh, yes, a little too much for no lot. we. No, I, I use it probably <laughs> as much as my kids do. Yep. My younger one has got the hang of it now and he makes quite good animated movies. But it's basically a, a camera that creates stop motion movies. And initially, yes, we were using it just for Lego, but now we have expanded. We make movies with our little Pokemon figures. We make movies <laughs> with lots of things. And you can put sound to it and everything. But, oh. yeah. But that, I've seen that's a couple another... of your videos. I was like, the kids are gone to bed, so I went and made better versions of what they Wrestling videos <laughs> with the, the little stick bots and stuff. But, no, it, it is a really good app. And, again, it teaches your kids how to do stop motion. It's very rudimental, but it gives you, like, a grid on the screen. It gives you ghosting so you know where you've moved your character to so you can, you can understand the whole, you know, tiny movements. Yep. Lots of photos turn into a fluid video sort of thing. Mm. And, yeah, I, I can remember my six-year-old started on it and he was making just random photos and then trying to animate them together and wondering why it wasn't moving. But then eventually he got the idea that, yes, you need to just do yeah, little movements and lots of them. And now he's a star. He can make really good movies on it. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's keep going and the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Well, one of the research things we did, and we actually watched it before this episode anyway, but there was we show we were called Mega Factories. Yes. Which... It, it, each episode's a different factory building certain things, like there's the Swiss Army pocket knife or whatever, whatever. But this was Jack a Lego. Daniel's distillery. Yeah. And this was a Lego, and it is amazing. Like, the efficiency of this place. It's like, what, one mistake in eight million or something? Yeah. Stupid like that. It it's, is, it's almost totally automated. There's. It looks like a ghost town. It is all robots One person has stuff. a shovel. Like, the plastic that Lego bricks are made of comes in little pastels or whatever they call it. They're just in little little 
balls of plastic yep. that gets put into a machine, heated up, turned into the you know a, a paste or whatever that gets injection molded into the bricks. And the only thing that looked like it was physically done was the person who shovels those into a into the hopper. That that, that was about it. Everything like literally when the parts are finished, they get boxed up, they go into a tub. That tub is picked up by a robot, like a, just a, a forklifty roboty thing, and that drives it into the warehouse, which is I don't know how big that is, and it gets picked up by another robot and put on the shelf like it's all just automated and efficient and pretty damn amazing yeah and their their quality control is just so amazing that you know they weigh everything down to milligrams Mm. and so they they always end up having say one or two extra bricks in every box because they figure it is better to have a couple of extra things than to try and build your set and realize you haven't got something i remember my nephew's mum they were the part they apparently didn't get in the kit and they wrote a letter to lego and they said we don't make mistakes yeah. but we'll send you out the piece you're after but i find it very unlikely that this yeah. part was not sent with it so okay fair enough but going back to that though there is a massive market of lego online as far as buying stuff like i i know my kids got into the idea of building things and then when i found a couple of websites there's brick owl and bricklink are the two that i use quite regularly and bricklink i think is set up kind of like etsy shops for lego people and it is worldwide but you can go on there and find your listing for say australian sellers and you can say say i want a a white six by one long piece And you can just go online and see who's got that and you can buy them. But I found I was looking up instructions online, which is another great thing with technology, because when you're a kid, you you always throw away the instruction manual or you had it and it's all doggy and ripped. Yes, yes, yes. If you want to rebuild things now, all you need to do is go online and there is just... Are they official or not? No. Okay. There's a lot of people that have... have No. I'm not sure if it is official or not, but they, there's a lot of sites that have PDF versions yep. of instructions. Mm-hmm. So now you can go online and, and rebuild stuff. But the joy of that is you can then also go online and see the PDFs of other sets that you may not have. And if you're like me, you have this massive spares box. Or if you're like my kids, I should say, <laughs> you have this massive spares box. You can go in and go, yeah, I kind of like the look of that rally car, but I don't want to buy the set. And you can go in your box and have almost everything that you need. And the bits you don't need, you jump on these brick type places or Bricklink and say I want to buy this this and this and they'll send them out to you sweet so there is a few things that I have actually bought the real one from the shops and then thought, yeah, it'd be nice if we had, say, another rally car to race against this one. So I've gone and bought the pieces to make one in a different colour. So now I have you know, a red one and a yellow one or, or stuff like that. And cool. they also have massive sales of minifigs. Yeah. And you can buy them in pieces. So if you want to make your own character, which I've done, I've gone and bought things. Yourself. Yes, I have. <laughs> I've made a couple of characters that kind of look like me. And my kids always, like, when I when I do them, their kids are like, oh, are you making yourself again? I'm like, Maybe I am. But I also went online and, and bought a selection of barbarian-looking characters and built the swords and, and axes and stuff like that and Vikings and stuff. And now I have... The kids have their box of toys and I have a little... The old chocolate box that I have half a dozen minifigs in that are dad's minifigs, and you're not allowed to touch these. These are my minifigs. And yeah, they're. Well, I've bought a minifig. Because yes. I've talked in the past, I do love my Superman, and there's quite a bit of Superman stuff out there, so I've got my fair share of Superman minifigs and, and sets. But my main guy is Shazam or Captain Marvel and their Lego did bring out a Captain Marvel minifig as a special Comic-Con release 
So it goes for three hundred dollars minimum now. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't no, it? and this is where where Lego gets collectible. It's yeah. sort of like, it gets a bit hard. So there's no way I'm going to pay that. But guess what? With the internet, like you said, and with eBay, there's knockoffs. Yeah. So for like three dollars, it's not real Lego, but it's close enough. It looks like it, and yes, so that's a lot better than three hundred. And I think as a collector, the knockoffs aren't bad because you can just sit a minifig on a shelf. Yep. Sometimes if you're trying to build sets that are the knockoffs, they don't fit together quite as well as Lego does and they don't stay fit together. Yeah. And the minifigs themselves, if you play with them too much, the legs start to get really wobbly. But yeah, if you're just going to buy a figure just so sit on your shelf or like I've got at work, I've got a, a couple of knockoff Simpsons figures on my computer at work and they're good to display. But again, interestingly you say that because Lego actually had a big lawsuit against the makers of Mega Bloks mm-hmm. early in, I think it was early 2000s, maybe late 90s, where they tried to stop them from making the knockoff Lego bricks, and they actually lost that case. So now there is... Mega Bloks are pretty much an exact replica of Lego, and then there's also Creos, which are an offshoot of Hasbro, that also make a version of... Yeah, and I think they've got a... Like a obviously the other Hasbro licenses, so you can get Transformers in Creo. But again, they're they're not, not quite, quite right. as good. Just and as I find the fact that the tires on the cars are plastic rather than rubber just irks me a little bit. <laughs> but, well, yeah, we did watch an interesting clip last week. So if you go on YouTube, I can't remember the title, but it's like Were Lego the original brick? And as we said earlier, that they pretty much copied an injection molded brick from this expo that they went to where they got the injection molding machine from that was in fact a copy from another brick that was in fact a copy from another brick so and they did precursor to their duplo was another brick as well yeah. that they bought out and they were both just blatant ripoffs of other companies yeah. so i'm glad they lost that case exactly. i'm glad lego exists and they do what they do but i'm glad they couldn't fuck over anyone else because pretty much what they did was just rip off other companies anyway mm. so i hope the other companies didn't go out of business because of lego that would make me feel a little bit bad but yeah screw you lego exactly. so keep doing what you're doing it's Yeah. And they also have Lego themselves have this submission area where you can come up with designs of sets and send them the submission and say, I would like this sort of set. And I think from that, that's where they actually made the Back to the Future DeLorean. Yes, I have the Back to the Future DeLorean. I forget the name of it now, but it's you design or something stupid like that. And that's where the the female scientist came from. Yeah. That was that, the Big Bang Theory set, Simpsons Quickie Mart, I think was that? Or was that just a Simpsons set? I think it was originally the Quickie Mart, and then they've also built the Simpsons house you can buy now as well. Um, Yeah, and I've got the Ecto one from Ghostbusters as well so I've got two of those you design sort of sets I love the idea and then what they do is they vote so people put a bunch up and the one that gets the most votes seem to get made so a few things someone tried to do a Breaking Bad one it's like everyone loved it but it's like you can't like there's certain licenses we just can't do well up until the late 90s as well they had a bit of a a ban on anything that had military or weaponry and they didn't have minifigs that had guns up until they released the pirate series where they were the first ones to have swords and muskets and stuff like that and then obviously when the Star Wars line came in was when they started to have and like they proper to guns. make money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe that's what they needed all along because kids are violent and they just want to be able to pretend to shoot each other. Mm-hmm. But there is never any real military stuff in Lego. There's a lot of space science and, and space it. and exploration type stuff. Yeah. And they brought out the, I think it was Space Police or Space Miners or something like that oh, around yeah, yeah, yeah. the same time that Clutch Powers came out and some of those kind of had guns. But I can remember when I was a kid playing with the, the Lego Space and they didn't have guns. They had those sort of weird sticks that had the coloured light sort of things on the end. Mm. I don't know if they... Well, they were guns to me. Well, they were guns to me as well. <laughs> yeah. As you said, growing up watching Star Wars, 
anything's a gun <laughs> and it's a laser gun and you make that sort of pew pew sound when exactly. you play with it exactly but yeah that right. that being said I'm glad Lego do what they do mm-hmm. I am unashamedly a fan of Lego an AFOL I, I wouldn't say I'm an AFOL yeah, I'm full of shit <laughs> I, I'm just well I am a fan but I'm not one of those forthright sort of AFOL fans mm. I kind of I don't care if they do things wrong I don't care if they, they make their sets I just enjoy playing with Lego and it's yep. one of those things where I find it's something I can bond with my kids with really I, easily I remember one Christmas my nephew got a kit and I helped him put it together it was a pretty elaborate helicoptery thing and then they had to go off so it's half finished and done so they left I stayed I finished it <laughs> then took it back down to where it was where I left it <laughs> so he could finish the next day because I, I don't know if it was OCD or what but I could not leave it unfinished but yeah I love putting shit together like I love following instructions and putting shit together which is probably why I love Ikea furniture now um, and flat boxing I love this shit mm. that's almost one of the things I do for a job is fitting instructions <laughs> for these sort of stuff so it's like oh, maybe Lego has contributed to that well, I, I definitely know that for probably the last probably three or four Christmases maybe maybe even more than that five Christmases it's always been that one of my boys has got a big Lego set as their major present for Christmas. And you know, now, speaking of that, and tip for young players, if you want to buy Lego for Christmas, for gifts for anyone or for yourself, buy it before September. Yeah. Australia is the arse end of the world. We are not a huge market. So, therefore, if it's gone by October, it's gone. Yeah. You're not going to see it again because the stores will put the order in for replacements, but America will get it first. Europe will get it first. We will get it last in yeah. Australia so just letting you know that if it's gone it's gone so if you really want it rain check it or mm. you know lay by it by September otherwise you will not see no. it like you, you go into Christmas and you go in any toys department and the Lego store stores are pretty bare yeah there's empty shelves yeah but no I know my older boy got the ghost from Star Wars Rebels one year for Christmas and that was probably a good three four hour build it was one of those things we had you know Christmas get up have your breakfast open your presents and the rest of my morning until I started cooking Christmas lunch was spent making Lego I look forward to that when my son is old enough. yeah and it, it is fun and it's even more fun as they get older you go away from you building and them giving you the parts to you giving them the parts so they can build it and most of the stuff now my older boy can build purely by himself he doesn't need my help for it occasionally he's not quite strong enough to like clip something together properly mm-hmm but he can, you know, make most things by himself, and it's great. Yep. So it means I can concentrate on building things with a little one. But <laughs> go yeah. play with the minifigs again. I could. Don't touch Daddy's minifigs. That's right. All right. All right. Well, that's probably a nice place to wrap up Lego. I think so. I, I think I've made a couple of uh, admissions on this episode <laughs> that will be uh, interesting now that they've gone public. But if you have any feedback for us, if you've got stories of your Lego or your kids' Lego or. Yeah, anything. If you've got a bunch of Lego in a box of minifigs, just specially for you, just share it with Joe. Make him feel not so alone. Maybe you've still got some of your 1980s minifigs floating around where they still had stickers rather than painted bodies. Mm. They could be worth something. I don't know. Maybe it could be like that uh, astronaut in the Lego movie that's always talking about his spaceship. Benny. Yeah, that's the one. Spaceship. All right. Well, if you do have any feedback for us, you can jump on our Facebook. We are The Massive Attack Podcast. We are facebook.com slash The Massive Attack Podcast. You can find us on our website, which is themapodcast.podbean.com. Drop us a line on our email, themapodcast.gmail.com or themapodcast on Twitter. Excellent. And until then, we will play see well. you. Play well. Yes, play well. And we will see you next time. Thank Bye. you, Mitch. No worries. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team Everything is awesome When we live in our dreams Everything is better when we stick together 
awesome. Dip my body in chocolate frosting. Three years later, I shot the frosting. Smelling like a blossom. Everything is awesome. Stepped in mud, got new brown shoes. It's awesome to win and it's awesome to lose. Awesome to lose. Awesome to lose. Awesome to lose. Everything is awesome.